Yo, what's going on, y'all? This is Lita Johnson, man. I'm here to talk more about some things. A lot of things, man. But first, let's talk about the series of the Sixers. We have to talk about these things because, listen, I'm so sick of, I mean, I look at these analysts and I'm just like thinking to myself, like, what are they looking at? When the Sixers first got their trades and they first got guys that, uh, you know, they got all these trades. The first thing was Jimmy Butler came and they, you know, chemistry is everything, especially in basketball and football, you know, and they had to get used to Jimmy. It was good things happened. Then they got Tobias. Philly wanted to win right now. And I'm pretty sure that, I mean, if you looked at Minnesota where Jimmy was with, I'm pretty sure people wanted to win right now, but not like the Sixers are clearly saying. And it's really hard to get guys you know, in, in the, in the, um, it's really hard to get guys in like the middle of the season and try to get this chemistry, especially with elite players that are used to having the ball in certain situations. You want to get a top of the season thing going. So before people start thrash, you know, putting foots on Brett Brown's neck, go to that. All right. So then you look at, what Brett had to deal with when he first came to the league, how quick he got the 52 wins once first it was NB with their bad year. Then Simmons came in his first year and the first year they were together, they got 52 wins. Nobody talks about how hard that is. Really. I think he should have been coach of the year that year because of what he had to do with what he had. All these guys, D league guys like Sarge was just draft. They just came over last year. I mean, that was his first year with them too. And they got 52 wins. You just got to get some credit to Brett Brown saw this BS because of what he had to deal with. Well, 30 points, 10 rebounds, five blocks by Joel, 22 points, uh, nine rebounds, nine assists by Jimmy. People thinking Jim, Jimmy's not going nowhere, man. I can call that right now. Jimmy's comfortable. I've never seen this interactive with a team. He's winning. Things are big. Things are big in Philly. And for y'all to think Toronto actually had enough whatever to beat Philly, that's crazy. Congratulations. Uh, the Suns are going to hire Monty Williams, uh, sixer assistant. Congratulations, Monty. You know what I mean? Monty Williams deserved it. A good guy in the NBA. Um, that's the first thing I want to say. i to break that in. Um, the Ben Simmons thing. Darlene, one of my followers. Darlene. I want to get to Darlene real quick. Darlene's one of my uh, trusted leaders, you know, I mean, followers are to interpret it with, with the, what they actually are called, but I don't like to say followers unless you're somebody that, um, you know, uh, clearly uh, doesn't know what you're talking about. I had to go. Um, specifically on. um. That was a crazy, the Ben Simmons situation. Um, Darlene, we was talking about it. And I want to um, really talk about, shout out to Darlene. Um, that was not a dirty call. And for people that always be like, oh, he's biased. He's not. J.J. Reddick wasn't a flagrant call either. If you look at that, just look at it. And, this is, and it's clearly in slow motion. Abaka was swinging his elbows, but if, if 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 JJ would have kept his face there, he would have got hit. But JJ moved his face back, 
So he never got hit in the face. But he played it off real good. Like a vet does. Cal Lowry just does it too much. And, and what happened was, see, if you look at that whole play, everybody talking about, oh, look what Ben did. That, what is wrong with people being pussy? I'm clearly convinced. Clearly convinced that that's pussy. If y'all think that was a, a hard hitting the balls or hitting the balls. He didn't even try to hit him in the balls. He didn't want to hit him in the ball. What happened was, first off, going up for the rebound, Kyle Lowry went under Ben Simmons, backed up under him to make him slip up. That's dirty. You can hurt the person's back, whatever. Then he puts his ass in his face. He clearly backed up and put his ass in his face on purpose. None of y'all see that. None of y'all thought that was intentional. All these were both intentional. But all he was trying to do was get his ass out of his face. And he didn't even throw it up there sharp like I would. I mean, you really would have got, if you thought that was a hitting the balls, if I see somebody ass in my face and I know he putting his ass in my face, I'm going to elbow the hell out you in your balls. You're going to know, they're going to know for sure that that was an elbow. The referees know that wasn't an elbow in there because if he wanted to, he would have clearly elbowed the hell out of his balls. That's not an elbow in the balls. You're just like, oh, move out my way. He didn't elbow him in the balls, man. He was like, get out of my way. You see how his face was looking? Come on, you think he would have half-stepped if he wanted to sneak him or make it look like he wanted? He would have hit him hard in the balls if he wanted to hit him there. Regardless, anybody that wants to take a shot, they clearly like Joel Embiid. When he did the turnaround and elbowed him, of course he didn't mean to, but he definitely was putting his elbow out there. Like, if you if my elbow hits you, watch out. He wanted people to, he was looking for dude to watch out, move his face. But if your face is there, you're going to get hit. So it wasn't intentional. He wasn't aiming for your face. He was aiming for space. And anything in his way was going to get hit. Period. So, you know, like I say, if you look at that Ben Simmons thing, he did not get hit in the balls. I don't think he'll get disciplined. He shouldn't get disciplined. It'll be crazy. I, um, now 96 Shawn Michaels and, and this guy named Lamar Jackson era. Two knuckleheads. I promise these guys are retarded. Absolutely retarded. I think the guy 96 Shawn Michaels is definitely retarded. Alright, I want to go, I want to start to where this was at, alright? First, one guy asked, do I know what underrated means? His name is uh, Lamar Jackson, whatever, uh, Lamar Jackson area. He doesn't have a name. Alright, now, I put down, do you know what it means? And he says, a guy that likes his own, a guy that likes his own status, I can't trust. Now, this is the second stupidest thing I ever heard in my life. This guy tells me, one guy tells me, if you weren't so positive, you'll have even more followers. I just totally like, every time, that, that really blew my mind. And then, I told him, I said, now this is the, this is, now this is the definition of, uh, underrated. Underestimate the extent, value, or importance of someone or something. Synonym, undervalue, underestimate, too low. <laughs> and so I put, you got it. Listen, if I say that Nico, the crazy part is this, this is how you know a person's kind of like in a straight jacket. How are you going to tell me what I think a person is? That's the first. That's how you lose it. How you going? If you think he's not under underrated, okay. 
But don't tell me and come at me the way my opinion is and tell me that you, you, you're not going to win that one because that's an unwinnable, you can't win that argument. Because that's what another person actually thinks of a person. So if you're going to try to say it's a fact, there's a reason why there are ratings. So you can't really, there's no fact to, these are ratings. So there's no way you can argue that fact. Nico Mang is number eight in ESPN. He's number eleven in two four seven. Number thirteen in Rivals. It's an average of ten, almost a little bit, almost over ten. All right. So I say he's a top five talent. So what do you think I'm calling him underrated for? Anybody with any sense can see that. So one guy was like, uh, uh, Shay sucks, right? So I said, so I'm asking, can you beat him? So he's like, you don't know me, bro. I've beat him one on one. I beat him one on one. Hmm. I beat him one on one. Okay. My thing is this. Who are you? I'm just saying, like. Whether you beat him a couple of times or three or four times, I couldn't believe you what you're saying because you're not Shea Evans. Like, you don't matter. Your name is Lamar Jackson era. His name is Shea Evans. It's actually, when you when you Google Lamar Jackson era, like, what is that? Lamar Jackson going to show up somewhere in the pictures. When you Google Shea Evans, you got pictures, you got interviews. How in the world? You beat him one-on-one before. First off, when? Yesterday? Last week? Two months ago? When did you beat him one-on-one? You see how stupid a person can be to answer some questions when you nobody's ever seen you, nobody would ever care, and nobody can believe you. You don't even have a name to transpire to that. You don't have anything. So it kind of makes you look stupid. I just wanted to like just say that out there. It kind of makes you look stupid. You're not on any of that underrated list. Nobody will even put you there. Nobody will even care to put you on that list. And you hate on another man because you're not better than him. Okay. You know what? That's what you. You know what? The Sixers beat the the Sixers beat the Lakers one time in the five game. Five game series. They beat them four games to one. Does that make the Lakers better than the Sixers? That make the Sixers better than the Lakers? I just have to say, some people are stupid because where were you rated or where are you rated? In high school or right now? Are you important? Is a team trying to call you? You have to be relevant. So he automatically looks dumb right there. All right? Now, looking at 96 Shawn Michaels. Um, like I've said, I'm just going to just clarify a 96 Shawn Michaels has to be completely nuts. I mean, this guy is completely nuts. Mac Burke, LOL. He was like, if Shay's so underrated, then why is he ranked 133 on your site? I don't run 247, Mac Burke, LOL. Laughing out loud. <laughs> what kind of name? Yo, I don't run 247. 
That's not my ratings. I thought he was talking about NBA draft room because I write for a lot of people. So he kind of threw me off because I wouldn't think he would he would bring up 247. I'm thinking people actually realize that I don't run 247 by now. Shea is 133 right there. That lets you know. Underrated. He said Shea is 133. Underrated. Then I was like, social media means absolutely nothing. Okay. He gonna say so with a period. That 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 one gets me. Not a pause for your period. If social media means nothing, I guess every player in high school is underrated. Seeing as that's the only platform they have, no one reads the fucking newspaper. So your by your logic of social media meaning nothing, Zion is underrated too. Bet. This has to be the dumbest person of all time on my timeline. I've never thought just when you listen, when you think in life that you've seen everything or something can't happen, please cancel that. Social media, once again, means absolutely nothing in the rankings. Evan Daniels, do not look at how many people retweet them, how many videos are on. Uh, Corey Evans, all the guys that are in charge with putting people in rivals. Or, then you look at ESPN, uh, all the analysts, me. I don't look on here to see how many students are mentioned on social media. I judge by what I see off play. How many DVDs of games are sent to me? I look at highlight films and watch stuff. Okay, what they got? Boom, boom, okay. Now, he said YouTube. YouTube has the definite highlights on there. You can look at a players and evaluate them. But how many videos he has on there isn't going to tell me how good he is. How he plays on them videos is going to tell me how good he is. I don't care about his likes. I don't care about none of that. And Instagram and Twitter definitely don't matter. That that is YouTube has the videos of highlights of games. They have this and that. But how many views and likes he gets doesn't how many videos he has if they don't tell me anything. Elijah Hutchins Evan, if you look him up, he don't have nothing but one, maybe two videos, a couple of games. He don't have as many videos of them. But I bet you after looking at where he played and how he played on videos, it will tell you just how good he is. People are crazy, man. 90, 96 Shawn Michaels. Kobe believed in Are you serious? Like, social media? You look, Then he said, by your logic, Zion. So you trying to say the only reason why Zion's even known because of how many Twitters followers he got, how many videos he posts on Twitter, how many videos he posts on Instagram. That's why Zion is where he is today. That's why he's known because he's on YouTube. You stupid, dumb fool. Intervention. Intervention. I'm sorry, man. All right, man. Um, and now we come back to the big thing that I want really want to clash on is um looking at Nico and where he's at. I mean, I've seen him dominate games. I, the McDonald's. You look at the thirty points he did in like Summit game. People have to realize how good Nico is, man. 
I think it's kind of crazy in a sense where people kind of factor into Nico. You look at Nico and what he's done, 30 points a game. Uh, the guy doesn't get assists. He don't make mistakes. When you look at that and I look at the guys, and these are my top five. Got like The number one guy to me is RJ. I'm looking at RJ and Cole, and I'm like, yo, RJ, assault. If, if Nico can do that to RJ, I mean, to Cole, then Nico is a, I mean, R, I mean, RJ would be another monster. For Nico to do that to Cole, RJ's another monster. He's a whole other monster. I mean, I'm having a conversation. I'm like, you know, with one person, they was like, man, he ain't no, uh, he's a point guard. And I say to myself, a point guard? RJ too much of a go-getter to be a point guard. You look at how Nico plays the game, more slow pace, slows down, watches the floor. RJ is on go mode from the top, the time he get the rebound on the other side of the court. he's He knows how he can score. He's just thinking of which way. And then, you know, when he come down the court, okay, I see some people open. I'm going to take this mug in there on this boy. I'm going to shoot this jump on this boy. Lights the game on fire. That 30 points that Nico had, he was still facilitating so smooth. He's the best point guard, pure point guard, him and Cole. I think Cole's the better one. You know, how Cole is so good is because Cole don't have to score 30. Cole facilitates the whole game, defense, uh, offense, the way he dribbles, you know, how patient he is. He's explosive. You know, he does a lot. Cole Anthony is the real deal. But Nico is the next one. Nico is the next one. You know, he's the next one right after Cole. If you look at that game, you see how Cole basically made everybody around him more better than Nico did. By an inch, though. I'm talking about, like, Cole not too far. The next guy after after RJ, Cole, and then Wiseman. Wiseman just a nice, he's, he's a gifted Long guy. He's so gifted to be long. I mean, he can shoot. He has an outside jumper that's not polished yet, but he can shoot it, you know, and he can make he can make him sometime, which is dangerous because he'll put that in his arsenal. He has a good mid-range game. He's great athletically going to the basket. He's an athletic monster, averaging 24-15 this year, all right? Anthony Edwards is just a freaking nature at his position. I mean, he can really play the game. He's super explosive and strong, and it's hard to stop him one-on-one. It's a big tie between him and RJ. I would put, I mean, and Nico. I would put Nico over uh, Anthony Edwards. I would put Anthony Edwards number five. Nico's just too good, period. And so those are my five guys. I think Brian Antoine is another underrated guy. He's not even, he's like number 15. And I'm thinking to myself, did nobody see the high school year this man had from last year? His upgrade? He was hard to stop. He was killing everybody. Everybody. If you're looking at shooting guards, um, RJ will be the... I, I, I call him a shooting guard, but since he's a combo guard, we can't do that. So, he's the best shooting guard in the country. Best shooting guard in the country, Brian Antoine, hands down. Number one shooting guard in the country. 
what else does he have to do for y'all? So, you know, you're looking at Scotty Lewis to me is underrated. You know, I think Scotty Lewis should be right there in the top 10. There's no doubt about it. Scotty Lewis in the top 10. Long Brian Antoine. I'm two of the best duo in the country, any class. So it's something to look at when you're talking about, you know, we're talking about those factors. Now, let's talk about Shea Evans. Shea Evans, he's transferring to Newman Garetti, which it'll be on real soon. I mean, he's really going to get out there. He's rated 133, but pound for pound, he's number 84. Shea Evans is going to be the number one guy in PA. 6'7", 200, he can do so much with the basketball. So much with the basketball. As far as a score, um, you're not going to stop him. So I'm really looking to see what Shea Evans does. The Roman Catholic, Newman Garetti, Lynn Greer's his boy. They're going to go at it. Uh, it's going to go down. Two Villanova targets. Philadelphia is going to be hyping high school ball because of this kid. It's about to get real ugly. Noah Collier's still out there. Don't forget about you. Ethan Morton's still out there. I ain't forget about you. All right, let's go to the sixth game. I want to talk. And also, the Eagles signed Zach Brown, who had 96 tackles in the sack for the Redskins. Big signing to go with Nigel Bradham's LJ Fort. And then you still got Paul Warrelow. You still got uh, KGH, and you still got Nathan Jerry. Now you're deep at linebacker. Philadelphia just continues to add people, continues to add people. When I tell you about them one-year deals, they are key. Now I think T.J. Edwards is going to the practice squad. There's no doubt. T.J. Edwards is hitting the practice squad. They're going to keep guys back. Philadelphia does that. People like, um, let's see what happens, see if Chris Long comes back. I mean, they really have a deep team now. I mean, it's really a fun deep team. If Chris Long comes back, that's just spoiled. You need to put Sharif. I'll put Sharif Miller and Josh Sweat right on the practice squad, saving for next year because, you know, you got that one year, Curry and them, they'll be gone, and you could bring other guys up. It's perfect. Um, Looking at this game, um, the Sixers shot 42%. I mean, the Raptors shot 42%. The Sixers shot 51%. And 43% from three. Raptors just got, I mean, the defense of the Sixers have been, nobody talks about so much of how the Sixers defense was so key. Looking on the bench, what you get? 24 minutes from Ennis, 14 from uh, Scott, 15 from Monroe. Monroe had four points, three rebounds, a steal, assist. Uh, James Ennis had 10 points, once again, plus 20, five rebounds. He's really been there for the Sixers. Mike Scott was back here, five points. Good to see him back. He'll get better once he gets to the groove. He'll be a weapon with him back. He's extra important as a long-range shooter. Bowden got five minutes. I mean, listen, their bench has been on the prowl. That's 23 points from the bench again. This, Amir Johnson, Greg Monroe, they come in there, get a little, little this, a little that. J.J. Redick had 15 points. That's all he need. Five for nine. That's what he need. Three for six from three-point line. 22 points for Butler. Nine rebounds, nine assists, three steals, one block. I'm talking about the man. Ben Simmons, plus seven. He had 10 points, seven rebounds, seven assists. He played a true, uh, he played like a true point guard. You know, he has all these weapons. 33 for uh, MB, 13 points, eight rebounds, five assists, two blocks for Tobias. 
People saying he can't play no defense. Stop it. I mean, we're looking at a team in the sixes that are coming. And this game on Sunday is nothing you can tell me. I said they're going to win both games in Philly. They are a, a, a super hard playoff team, a super hard home team to mess with. They're one of the best home teams in the league. All right, now listen. I wanted to get some other stuff in here uh, real quick before I jot out. Also, I wanted to show some love to Opson Lee. Opson Lee is another uh, Twitter follower. Now, she stepped in very, very smart. She said, no, you're dumb. Talking to <laughs> Believeland, Kobe Believeland. No, you're dumb. Nico doesn't get as much as you think. When he first came up, yes. But there's so many talented young guys, the good ones barely get showcased. I mean, for real, he's dumb. Nico do not get mentioned like Wiseman, like Cole. He don't get mentioned like Khalil Whitney, like Cassius Stanley. And these are guys rated below him. Some of these guys are not even there around him. I mean, guys, I, I've heard more come from guys like uh, you see TJ, you see Nico out there, but Nico should be mentioned just as much as Wiseman, just as much as Cole, just as much as Anthony Edwards, just as much as RJ Hampton, just as much as Jalen Green. You don't even hear Nico as much as you hear Antoine Lewis. He gets his due, I guess, if that's what you want to call it. But this kid is special. When he when he reclassified, people was like, no, nah, man, he's a two and done. This guy's a one and done. He's ready, right? I mean, the way he plays the game, certain guys play the game at an IQ level. You know, they're ready right now. Clemson lands five-star running back, Demarcus Bowman, 2020, number two running back in the nation. When I get breaking news, I got y'all, man. All right, so what's up to Option Lee, man? She's, listen, she, she goes in. She goes completely in. Then he said, the one guy responds to the nut. He says, you might as well call him, you might as well call Julian Newman underrated. How are you comparing Nico Mannion to Julian Newman? How? I don't get that. Julian Newman? By, by this point, he just needs to shut up. 
He just need to shut the hell up. <laughs> Julian Newman. How are you putting him in this conversation? I just don't get that. That's just totally, like, totally. That's crazy. You might as well say Julian Newman is underrated. <sighs> Comparing Nico Mannion and Julian Newman is like comparing a Rafe to a 95 Honda. Matter of fact, can I be a little bit better than that? How about a 2000, comparing a Rafe to a 2005 Cadillac? How about that? That's, that's what that's like doing. Sorry. I'm sorry. Well, because Julian Newman is on YouTube. There you go again. He has a lot of YouTube views. He's a, he's a super prize. Well, you crazy nut. Oh, God. Listen. Hi, right, y'all. I'm finna get ready to get out of here, man, because, you know, um, I got uh, high school basketball talk. I got 2021 guys. I've, I've been looking at them, and it's a lot of guys I like. Um, But um, another thing I want to say, the, the listen, Eli Manning. It's gone. Daniel Jones will probably, you know, he's going to learn a lot and then get in there. Um, he going to, he got a lot of pressure. He's in New York and it'll be something to see how he gets developed in New York, but he better depend on, hang on to Saquon Barkley. All right, y'all, I'm out. Follow me on Ryder Leader 247 or on Twitter, Instagram, Ryder Leader Johnson and Facebook. Go find me on search Leader Johnson. Like my page. I'm out, y'all. Follow the leader.